What's good, you guys? It's Anaya Ivy, and welcome back to my podcast. As always, thank you guys so much for showing my podcast love, um, you know, giving me feedback, reviewing my podcast, rating my podcast, talking about it on Twitter and everything like that. I definitely do appreciate it. You guys are funny. I've been asking you guys, should I have more guests? And y'all like, no, Anaya, we love you. <laughs> so anyways, let's just get on into the intro. We're not dealing with no negative shit, period. All right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit and they're not supportive, fuck them hoes. So it's so much that has been going on with me. Like, your girl has a new apartment. Shout out to God because, child. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be moving soon. But, um, you know... I've been visualizing and manifesting. I will talk about more about my manifesting and what I do personally to manifest things into my life. Um, I definitely do want to make a very detailed video for that on my YouTube channel. So for those who do not know, I do have a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is the same exact name as this podcast. But, you know, I've visualized and manifested. It's so weird because if you guys go to my Instagram, I had posted a picture when I was in Los Angeles and you guys can see me like I was there visiting, looking at apartments because I wanted to move to L.A. for work. And, um, you know, again, trusting God's timing on everything like LA isn't going anywhere. If you're someone who wants to do something, move, go somewhere, start something, understand like certain things aren't moving or changing. You know what I'm saying? Like um, school isn't going anywhere. The club isn't going anywhere. A certain city isn't going anywhere. And, you know, I'm the type of person I, I have to have a plan. Whatever I do in life, I have to have a fucking plan. And the plan has to make sense and it has to be realistic. So for me, you know, last year I was like, oh, I would love to move to L.A., you know, to get more of my celebrity clients to style and personal shop for because that's where they live. X, Y and Z. Now. I wanted to spend the summer in L.A., but of course, you guys know hotels and Airbnbs. <laughs> you spend six nights in a hotel, bitch, that's rent. So, and I know because I be out of town for more than a week and you'll be paying an arm and a leg just to be somewhere. So it's just like, you know, I have to make smarter decisions and be like, okay, what makes sense? I'm the type of person like, does this make sense? If it doesn't, then it's not going to get done. So anyways... You know, just manifesting and visualizing really what I want for myself. So anyways, back to what I was saying. If you guys go to my Instagram, my Instagram name is The Annihilator. And I posted a picture back in May. And you guys can see this beautiful apartment with this amazing window view. And when I was there, I said to myself, I would love to have something like this. And... Fast forward to August, that was in May, I have an apartment that looks almost like that same type of style upstairs, downstairs. So, you know, power of the tongue, you know, the things that you think, feel and speak can actually come to life. Now, back in May, you would have told me I would have had an apartment like that this summer. I would have been like, yeah, right. But, you know, just visualizing and saying that's what I wanted 
and it actually manifested into real life was dope as fuck. Like I said, I will go into more details on this topic on my YouTube channel. So I want to talk about what happened to me, child, this week, okay? So, um, mind you, I'm in the midst of packing. All of my shit is packed up, and I get anxiety because anytime that I know I'm about to be busy, I stress out. Like, fashion week is coming, and I'm like, child, I ain't even got Wi-Fi in my house, so I've been struggling trying to use my hotspot on my phone to connect to my laptop to get work done, to just do a bunch of shit. Like, oof. So, anyways... Um, so everything I pretty much fucking own, like everything is packed up. So I literally have to unpack before leaving for New York for fashion week. And it's just stressful. Like the stupid shit like this stresses me out. But, um, anyways, so an artist named Jadena, okay, child, I need me a Nigerian, man. I think I've come to terms like, you know, maybe it's not, you know, um, you know, maybe I'm looking in the wrong Aryan region of men. Maybe I need to be looking at my Nigerian brothers. Because, honey, okay. Jadena Uchele. Okay. Um, he just dropped an album called 85 to Africa. That album is amazing. His sample. Like, I'm such a fucking music junkie head. Like, I can hear a song in 30 seconds and can tell if the song was sampled from something. So I love that I could tell when artists kind of sample it. But it sounds so unique that you can't really notice it. I love that. So anyways, he has an album, his sophomore album called 85 to Africa. And he's been doing a pop-up in every city. He doesn't charge. It's free. And um, it's just really dope to see so many people come out to listen to the album. This ain't no industry bougie VIP. Oh, it's a line. Oh, it's your name on the list type shit. And I love that because he's a black artist. And that's how you engage with your audience. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're a creator, artist, influencer, whatever it is. Anytime you get to have that one-on-one connection with your audience and followers and people that really fuck with you and support you, that is going to take you long. That's going to take you far. You're going to have longevity in this industry. So I thought it's really, really dope. I don't know any other artist that has done what he's doing right now. So he's been going city to city. He's been popping up, doing radio interviews and stuff like that. And he's been doing his pop-up. So he came and I was like, fuck, all of my shit is packed. Everything I fucking own is pretty much packed up in a way. I don't have anything that's cute that I could just wear. I've been looking crazy and busted, looking like somebody's son out here in these streets. And because I've been moving and packing, like that's all I've been doing. Moving is so fucking stressful. Like it really is. You have to do mad shit, change your address, do this, return this. Buy this, replace this, set up this, make an appointment for this. It's just mad shit. So I'm like, damn, I don't really know if I'm going to have time to come see this this dude, this guy. You know what I'm saying? This meal. And I'm like, nah, fuck that. And I, you going to go. So I hit up my cousin. I was like, what you doing tonight? Because I didn't want to go by myself. Like, for me personally, I hate going places by myself just because, like, people could notice me and they'll walk up to me and then it'd be like they be trying to have a full-blown conversation and then it just be mad awkward because I'm by myself and then people be all in your business like, oh, who you here with? What you doing? Let's hang. And it's like, nah, sis, I came here for one thing and one thing only, okay? So anyways, um, so... 
The line was wrapped around the fucking building. Mind you, the event is free. So, of course, anytime somebody's throwing some free shit, you want to be there early so you could be the first one in. So, I get there a little early before my cousin come or whatever. And, you know, by the time we get in, it's like 7-something. It's 7 o'clock. 8 o'clock roll around. I'm like, yo, Jadana need to come on. Where he at? <laughs> What's tea? What are we doing? So, he comes. And mm, mm, mm. that's all I got to say. So for those who do not know, if you are new to this podcast or just new to me, I am a wardrobe stylist and a personal shopper. So mind you, like I said, all of my fucking belongings are packed up in just in boxes and shit. So I'm like, what can I wear to stand out in this crowd. You know, like, it's a bunch of women that's going to be there. Everybody want to see him. He's been going viral on these blog sites because he's been doing these dances with his fans or whatever. And I'm like, oh, bitch, I need me a dance. So I'm like, what could I wear? Mind you, my hair isn't done. I really ran to the beauty supply store and bought me a fucking donut bun. I was like, bitch, we're going to do an updo so he could be all in your face. Show this beautiful face off. We're not going to hide behind behind no bundles and no hair. Shout out to Naivista hair. Um... We gonna do what it do. So I run to the beauty supply. So I did mad shit that day. For those who don't know, I got a little puppy. His name is Rico. I had to take Rico to the vet. I had mad shit to do. My cousin's like, yo, you need to be there about 530. Da, 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 da. You don't know how the line gonna be. So I'm running around like a chicken with no fucking head. Trying to get my life together. Trying to go through these fucking boxes of clothes to find some shit to put on. Because I've been wearing like this raggedy ass outfit for a whole week <laughs> so driving but listen when you move in ain't nobody got time to be cute so finally ends up getting cute i do my makeup couldn't find my fucking eyebrow shit to do my eyebrows girl just looking a mess so make a long story short we in the spot i got on this orange little top he got on this like burnt type of uh rusty orange type of color like an autumn type of feel to it and I'm just like, yo, me and this dude were the same color. <laughs> what a coinky dink. Like, it's not a coincidence that, you know, he wore orange and I wore orange. I just, I just want to accept it. So anyways, so he's on stage. He's performing. He's talking about what inspired him, how he started the album. He was in Atlanta. Then he went to Africa. And his message is super dope. I am attracted to any man that is woke. I'm attracted to any man that is intellectual, any man that can hold a conversation, any man that can stimulate my thought process. I'm attracted to all that. So I think it's really dope that he's using his platform to bring awareness to, to you know, people that are of color to invest into one another and, you know, travel and see Africa. I think once I get my passport Shame on me, I ain't got my passport yet. But I think once I get my passport, I think I would love to take a trip to Africa. I know a lot of us, we want to go to these beautiful foreign-ass places. But, I mean, if you're really trying to get in touch with yourself and where you come from, we all got to go to the motherland. And he speaks on that. And I was just like, yo, that's some real shit. So um, I think once I get my passport, I'm, I'm aiming to go to Paris for Fashion Week. But I think my first, like place that I personally want to go out the country might be Africa. I know um, the flight is long as fuck and you got to take shots and shit, but I feel like it'll be worth it. So many people go to these places like Dubai, Indonesia, Bali, and it's like, yo, go to fucking Africa. Stop playing yourself. So 
he talks about that even down to his style like he talks about you know it's just a bunch of things like and i and i hate that the way society and media could classify somebody to be something like oh that's that classic man like it's so annoying people do that to actors as well like oh they'll call you by your actor name on a fucking tv show like people need to stop being so fucking ignorant and doing that like that has to be annoying you know what i'm saying like i used to hate when people like oh you the girl from instagram like bitch it's mad hoes on instagram i have a name like watch out so i think it's really dope that he is showing his his all different types of sides to him you know he's showing you his his roots and where he come from and his vibe like it is just really really dope so the album is dope i definitely do like the song um sufi woman and and the video is really really dope <laughs> um i love um what's another song that i like pretty and fear i mean yeah is it pretty and fear that's a really dope song that i like um the i think the other one is called the other half like the whole album like packaged overall is such a wonderful piece of work you really can play this album from start to finish so i'm excited for new music i know a lot of artists drop new music out um in the last week or two i'm just kind of trying to catch up y'all i'm so behind on videos and my podcast bitch my real life has been happening so I'm just trying to catch up and uh, kind of keep you guys in the loop. So anyways, he's performing and they're like, everybody split the crowd, you know, let's, let's separate it like the, the ocean, you go on this side, you go on that side, y'all make wave. So before I know it, he's walking down the aisle and I'm standing right there and I'm like, oh my God, he walking over here. And then he stopped right in front of me. And somebody, like, interrupts him and was like, oh, my God, nice to meet you. I was like, damn, bitch, you is so cock-blocking this moment right now. But it's all good, okay? So he kind of stands, like, he's really standing right in front of me. Like, his, I could just see his neck, the side of his neck. That's how close I was. So they recorded it. And let me tell you something. Even if a bitch thought she was could be low-key, you guys made me realize there's no fucking such thing. So he had posted a video, whatever, and everybody in the comment was like, oh, I see you, Anaya. Oh, Anaya, you in the cut. Oh, Anaya, I'm telling Drake. Let me tell you something. If you a follower of mine and you tagging Drake and you snitching, bitch, watch out. Stop, stop doing all that, all right? Like, listen, let me have my celebrity crushes. Y'all hoes lucky I even tell y'all who I be crushing on, Okay. Back, back. Stop tagging Drake. Stop asking me which one I'm picking. I don't say nothing when you hoes lust over all these celebrity ass niggas. Let me lust and like in peace. Please and thanks. Moving along. So, you know, it was mad crazy. I woke up to like mad notifications, comments. All of you guys was tagging me. I was like, damn, I couldn't even be low key if I wanted to. Like, what if I was lying to a nigga I was fucking with? Like, yeah, you know... Da, 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 da. I wasn't even, I was out of town. I was sick in the bed. Like, I couldn't even lie because y'all done blew up my whole fucking spot. But it's all good. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah i was like oh we look kind of cute together or whatever so the experience was really dope i don't like large crowds i don't i don't like, girl it was a mess because people were standing right on top of you they digging and i'm short y'all so people digging and they fucking elbow in my back i get irritated really quickly like i'm the type of person like i'll snap and hit your ass like i'm not like oh it's okay i'll look at you crazy as fuck and be like uh excuse me so I just, I just, me personally, I don't do large crowds. I don't, I just, I just, listen, <laughs> me and large crowds really don't get along. But overall, I have fun. I enjoy the music. Um, Jaden is very animated. He makes a lot of faces, which is so funny because I just think people who are very animated with their facial expressions are funny as hell. But, you know, his energy was really dope. His vibe is dope. His message is dope. And I love that he is using his voice and his platform to bring awareness and doing these pop-ups, these free pop-ups. Like, if he's coming to your city, definitely I recommend you coming out and, um, you know, catching a vibe and getting onto the wave because it's a really dope concept that he's doing right now. So I've been thinking about doing a tour. Um, I don't want to speak too much on it because I will be sharing the details very soon. But if you guys would love for me to be um, in your city and would love for me to do like a meet and greet or even like a live podcast in your city, please make sure that you guys tweet me on my Twitter. My Twitter is Anaya Ivy with two Y's at the end. Um yeah, make sure you guys tweet me, um, put your city, and um, let's see what we can make happen. I know I have New York, Atlanta, and California for the Bay Area. I have a lot of uh, supporters out there, so I definitely want to go to a city that majority of you guys are in. And I can't wait to share more details with you guys on what you guys can expect from this tour, this meet and greet tour, because I feel like I owe it to you guys. I know you guys want to meet me. You want to pick my brain. You want to ask me questions. You want to know more about fashion and all that other good stuff. So I definitely am excited to um, start, you know, going city to city. OK, so, um, yeah, we'll definitely I'll definitely have more details on my platform. So make sure you guys are following me on my social media pages, because that's where I will be sharing the more information and details and actually what cities and dates so yeah i'm excited i can't wait to see you guys so what i wanted to talk about with you guys is something that was an outlet for me when i was a teenager um, you know, I know a lot of us don't really have the greatest relationship with our parents. Shout out to my followers that watched my live this week where I talked about, you know, uh, my relationship with my parents growing up. And, you know, I find that a lot of young kids or teenagers in general be like, oh, my parents are so toxic. Oh, da 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 whatever the fuck people be saying about their parents. Let me tell you something. Um... Everybody goes through shit with their mother and fathers, period. No parent is perfect. When your mother and father decided to have you and when you were delivered, the doctor didn't give your mother and father a, a handbook on how to be parents. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a saying, 
Every kid should have a kid so they know what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? I can't sit here and point the finger and judge my parents based on how I was raised. And, you know, I'm not a I'm not a parent myself. And I don't I don't know what it takes to raise a child because I've never I don't have that privilege. I don't have kids right now. You get what I'm saying? So I can't look at my parents and be like, oh, y'all should have did this. Y'all should have did that. I tried to never have that mindset when it came to my parents because nobody's perfect. And the moment you get to realize and look at your parents as a man and a woman and not your mother or your father, you learn in a mature way to respect certain things that may have happened. Now, I know a lot of you guys may not agree with me, but it took me a lot to come to terms with forgiving my parents for whatever it is that I felt that they may have done wrong. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us... We, we put so much pressure onto our parents and be like, oh, well, you should have never had. It's just like people get so unrealistic with, with things. And it's just like what kills me is you have some people that will work on their relationship with their man or their woman, but they won't work on their relationship with their parents. So I just encourage you guys, if you guys are going through whatever type of issues you may have with your parents, try to be understanding and put yourself in a mature space of mind to have an adult conversation with your parents. Because overall, you have some parents that want to live through you, but your parents want you to be better than what they are. So if you feel like your mother doesn't understand you and she's telling you what to do and X, Y, and Z, it's because she probably wants the best for you and she wants you to do better than what she did. So I'm, I'm, you know, I just wanted to say that because I have a lot of young people that send me emails and saying that their parents are negative and toxic. People use that word toxic and negative around too loosely. Okay. Um, just because your parents want and uh, want to tell you something or they suggest you do something, that does not mean that they're toxic. It does not mean they're negative. If you tell your parents you want to drop out of school and your mother doesn't support it, that does not make your mother toxic. People need to understand that. You know what I'm saying? It is okay for your parents to feel a certain type of way of a decision that they may feel is not very best for you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why this young generation thinks that somebody, mama and daddy toxic, you know, like I've never always seen eye to eye with my parents, but I never was disrespectful to call my mother or my father negative or toxic. I could just be like, you know what? Right now we're not seeing eye to eye and we'll get past this and moving along. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to say that because, like I said, I get a lot of emails from you young girls telling me that your mother is toxic, your daddy's negative, all this and this and that. Listen, don't nobody care about you besides the people that brought you into this world. So if you think they negative and toxic, ain't no telling what you're going to think about people that you cool with or a nigga that you fucking with. <laughs> okay? So let's just keep that in mind. But I say all that to say I remember being a teenager and, you know, wanting to just escape my reality sometimes. And in that moment, I learned how creative my mind was with writing. And it's so sad and unfortunate because I haven't wrote or like got creative with my pen and paper in a very, very long time. I used to sit in my room and I kind of mastered my emotions of how I felt. Like, I'm an empath, so I could feel how other people feel. So I would listen to a song, like an R&B song, and then I would write a poem based on, like, the singer vibe of her voice when she sang that particular song. So... You know, I just encourage you guys to, because I know a lot of people want to know, oh, what can I do for a career? What makes me happy? What's this? What's that? What could I do to make money? You have to find 
like what makes you happy by doing things that you would do. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I loved writing. I love to sit and dwell and get into La La Land real quick and dive into my emotions. And that was very therapeutic for me as a teenager, not even realizing it. And I would write things that I've personally never experienced. And then I would write it and you would think that I went through it. It used to be so crazy. Like I used to write about love. I used to write about, you know, breakups, relationship stuff. And I was going through none of that. But I felt like I could write about that experience, which was so weird at the time. But I had uh, recently was looking up old stuff and I found a poem that I wrote at 18. And it's just crazy how mature and wise my mind was at 18 and the poem that I wrote and it just made me want to share with you guys that whatever it is that you're trying to find what makes you happy or you know what's your purpose or whatever try to do things that is a hobby you know what I'm saying like me writing and stuff that had nothing to it was super private like the fact that I even shared it Back then in 2011 on social media was like, whoa, because that's my feelings. That's my emotions. You know, that's super personal. That's you don't tell everybody your feelings or whatever, you know. So that took a lot for me to do. But I wanted to share my talent with other people. So if you have a talent or a gift or something that you're naturally good at, definitely try to perfect that. And um, use that as your outlet to escape your reality. You know, a lot of adults tend to turn to drugs and abuse drugs and take pills and drink and smoke. And those are actually all very low vibrations. If you take the time to really get creative with whatever it is that you find joy in and just take, you know, 20, 10 minutes out your day to kind of do that, I feel like that will be a better positive way for people to kind of cope with whatever they're trying to cope with. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I remember being a teenager and, you know, me and my mom wasn't getting along or whatever. I would close my door and play music and zone the fuck out and really dive into my feelings and emotions and write poems. So that was an outlet for me. And like I said, it may be an outlet for somebody else. You may like to write. You may like to draw. You may like to run. You may like to be active. You may like to, you know, sleep. I don't know. But find something that you enjoy doing and you don't mind doing and you'll find peace in it. And you never know. It may be a pay, a paycheck behind that piece. So I just wanted to encourage you guys to dig a little deeper this week into anything that you feel you may have done as a teenager or as a kid that you felt brought you joy. And I know this may sound silly to some people, but anytime I'm stressed out, I like to color. <laughs> like coloring, I don't know what it is but it gets me focused. I love coloring. Um, but it has helped me. You know, some people may like crossword puzzles or whatever. I know there's different games. Like I have a homeboy named Justin. He has this like IQ game where it tests his IQ. Like, you know, and it, and it tests him fast or whatever. And he goes to different levels. So there's different things you guys can do, I guess, for a hobby. Because I know I speak on women should have hobbies. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of different things that you guys can dive into. And I just wanted to encourage you guys because I went down memory lane and found an old poem that I wrote when I was, you know, 18. And it's just like, wow, damn, I couldn't even tell you the last time I wrote some shit like this or when the last time I even felt 
a feeling this deep for me to write it. So um, it, it inspired me. I'll, I'll say shout out to Ace Hero Denia because she inspired me to get back into my writing creative bag because I enjoy doing it. I really did. So um, like I said, I just wanted to encourage you guys to kind of dive into anything that you feel could um, ease your mind or get you in a creative space to where, you know, your day kind of flows smoothly, if that makes any sense. All right, you guys, so this is now my girl talk portion of this podcast. If you guys do not know, send me an email and your subject must be girl talk to be featured on this podcast or on my YouTube channel. So let's get into these emails. Also, too, if you guys would like to send me a voice message. So if you guys want to send me a 30 second voice message, you guys can give me feedback. You can tell me something. I don't fucking know. But you guys can do that on the Anchor app. So there is a portion where you guys can send me a voice message. So keep that in mind. So this one says, hey, Anaya, I'm 25 years old and I'm having an issue at work. I sometimes have trouble standing up for myself at work with my manager, customers, and sometimes a specific coworker. I have a coworker who is condescending and my boss is the same way. They get along well, and I notice they target me because I'm quiet and soft-spoken. It's hard because I want to apply for a full-time position at this place. It pays well, and I really like working there. But if I speak up for myself, I don't want them to think I'm problematic. Some, some t- oh wait. Oftentimes, it, if I make a mistake, they correct me and talk to me as if I'm a two-year-old. How do I stand up for myself respectfully so that I'll be able to keep my job? And also, how do I stop people from invading my personal space by standing too close without being rude? Child, I don't know why you asked me this. <laughs> Number one. I love my fucking personal space. I hate when I'm in line or someone fucking stands too close. Like, bitch, I smell you. Like, I could feel your breath on me. Like, you standing mad close. You need to back the fuck up. I don't know why you asked me (laughs) a way to say that without being rude. I don't know a way to say that because I'm like, um, excuse me. You too close. Thank you. Because it's just like people just be in fucking la-la land. Like, pay attention. You're too fucking on top of me. Like, and then plus I'm rude. So, like, I'll turn around and smack you with my bag or something. Or my, I'll flip my head and let you know you're too close. Girl, I don't know why you asked me this question. Um, but <laughs> I think if you are trying to be nice about it, I'd be like, um, excuse me. You're standing a little too close to me. You know, um, child, I don't know. Because I, I don't be doing all that. To me, listen, you need to back up. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, there's ways to do it. I don't know. Again, I'm not too sure how to go about that. Because I get irritated at people being too close to me anyways. Um, <laughs> now, your coworkers and your boss. You can be politically correct and state how you feel without feeling like you're coming off rude or disrespectful. I feel like if you feel a type of some type of way, you definitely need to stand up for yourself. That doesn't mean you have to be nasty about it. Doesn't mean you have to be rude. You just need to say how you feel because 
anytime you are holding how you feel in, nobody can help you and an issue cannot be resolved. You know what I'm saying? You could say, hey, I didn't really like the way you were talking to me. You could say anything. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like you need to stand up for yourself and this is where you want to work at. If they pay well and they pay good, don't try to avoid this. Just speak your mind. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not sure if this is like a racial thing because I've experienced that in the work field where, you know, I'm the the black girl and my coworkers and my boss would be on that funny time shit and I'll have to correct their ass. Like, look, you know what I'm saying? X, Y, and Z. But there's a way to go about it. Definitely do your research on like your booklet that they give you at work so you know your rights you know, as a um, employee, things like that. So you can, you know, I like to tell people, make sure you got all your shit together before you confront people or say something. You know what I'm saying? So that's all I have to say about that situation. So let's go on to the next email. This one says, hey, Anaya, I've been listening to your podcast for a while and you have inspired me by knowing my worth and I need some advice on my situation. I am 18 years old and I had a miscarriage about a year ago. The guy I was with didn't care that something like that happened to me after a while. I was just so depressed, feeling like I don't have nobody. I can feel some type of way when other people have their kids and their situation is traumatizing. I don't know how to move forward from this what should I do um well God doesn't make any mistakes you know that's how I feel personally um you know the fact that you saw this guy's reaction to that situation that happened to you that should let you know that you wasn't probably supposed to be with that that guy and thank God you know what I'm saying uh, you didn't have to find out years later that he didn't give a fuck about you. So, you know, sometimes we tend to dwell on things that went wrong and what what could have happened or what should have happened. And reality, it probably wasn't supposed to happen in that time. And God will bless you with a beautiful, healthy baby with the man you're supposed to be with. So I feel like you can't dwell on things that didn't go right. You know what I'm saying? That is just, people like to, I don't, I'm not saying you per se, but I'm saying in a very general statement. So please don't take what I'm saying wrong. People like to dwell into sorrow. People like to dwell into like, the bullshit it's like bro you gotta focus on the positive and things you know what i'm saying i have something that i've been practicing and doing in my adult life like i can't look on all the negative shit i gotta look on the positive shit like it's like a glass you're gonna either look at it half empty or half full everything is perspective so you could look at this situation as if it was devastating and life-changing and so depressing or you could look at this and say hey I dodged a bullet. This person wasn't for me. He was fucked up. Look how he reacted. And thank God that, you know, I'm not raising life with this piece of shit of, of a person. You know what I'm saying? And let this be your restart button. You are 18 years old. You are super duper fucking young. You're not even old enough to drink. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, this is not something you need to dwell on too long. It is a very heartbreaking situation. You can feel how you feel, but don't let this beat you up inside to where you feel like, your life is over because it's not. It's just beginning. So let, I just wanted to say that because a lot of young people feel like, my life is over. You just started living. Okay? <laughs> so um, the way to get over it is just keep pushing forward step by step, day by day. I know I'm saying it as if it's super easy, but 
you know, you have to make changes in your life to where you're not stuck thinking about the past. You have to constantly, you know, keep moving forward. You cannot stop and dwell on what shoulda, coulda, woulda. That isn't in your future. You know what I'm saying? That's behind you now. You can't go behind. You could go forward. So just keep that in mind. Keep a positive thoughts, um, you know, and just pray that God will bless you with a healthy baby in the future with somebody that you're supposed to be with and somebody that's going to love and care for you and your child. So that's just how I feel. All right. So we're going to move on to the next email. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I think I'm getting a little sick from my fam being on all night. It's kind of fucking me up. <laughs> It's kind of fucking me up. It's kind of fucking me up. It is fucking me up, actually. All right, so this one says this is a kind of long one. Um, hmm, hold on, hold on. Um, all right, so this one says, "Am I being a bad friend?" And she spelled my name wrong, but it's all good. So this one says, I love your podcast and your girl talk. You're always speaking the truth and gave me the courage to leave a bad relationship. One of my best friends is currently pregnant and her boyfriend slash baby father is abusive and has hit her before. Um, before she was pregnant and while she was pregnant. Me and one of my other friends have constantly given her advice and told her that she deserves better, but she still goes back to him. They're moving into an apartment together and I asked um, and she asked us to help move in. At first, I told her I would help. Then I realized he was going to be there and told her I would rather spend my day off from work at the beach relaxing than to be around him. I support her, but not him. I think she's making a bad decision that will end up badly. She's now mad saying if I don't support him, I can't be around her baby or her. I don't think I'm wrong for not wanting to be around someone who abuses her. I understand she's upset because she needs help moving in, which is why I was going to help her in the first place. Um, but then she told me if I ever needed anything, don't ask her. Every time I think about them being together, it makes me sick to my stomach. She could have lost her baby when he hit her. I think she's putting her life and her son's life in danger. I don't understand how she keeps going from getting a restraining order against him to getting full custody to being back with him again. I have tried to stay silent and just be there for her, but every time he comes up, we end up arguing and I feel like she is starting to become toxic to me because she is in a toxic relationship. I don't want to be a bad friend and leave her, but I also don't want to stay and watch her get hurt over and over again. I'm not sure what to do. You should just mind your business. That's what you should do. Because people are going to do what the fuck they want to do. If she want to get her ass beat by her boyfriend, that's her business. You know what I'm saying? Um, and how I feel, you have you don't know what her demons are in her closet. You don't know her upbringing, how negative or bad it was. A lot of people stay in abusive shit because that's all they know. A lot of people reject love because they've never been loved. You know what I'm saying? So this is her way of coping. This is This may be her idea of love. Let your friend live her life. If she want to get her ass beat and have some nigga dog and beat on her, that's her choice. You know what I'm saying? You, on the other hand, don't need to focus on her and her baby and all that. 
Because she sound like she grown. So if you grown and you want to make your own choices in life, that's your business. Now, moving forward, what the fuck she need help from her friends moving in? What the fuck her nigga doing? And why he ain't calling movers and all that? You get what I'm saying? Like, I think it's cool that you want to be there and help her and support her. But at the end of the day, she grown. She going to do what she want. And like I said, if she wants for a nigga to beat up on her, that's her pro- that's her business. You need to focus on you, what you got going on, and make sure that whenever you get in a relationship or you get pregnant, that you ain't got no nigga beating up on your ass and all that other stuff. But I feel like, no, technically, are you being a bad friend? Nah, because if I don't fuck with your nigga and I don't believe what he do, I'm going to have to fuck with you on a different type of time, sis. And if you can't respect where I'm coming from, then we don't need to be friends. That's how I feel. So if you don't want to be around her baby daddy because you know what he do to her, then she should understand that. You know what I'm saying? I could see y'all being friends outside of that. But if it's that extreme and she like, oh, you can't see me, you can't see my baby, da, da, da. Well, then fuck her then. And that's not your real friend. That's how I feel. But you can't you can't force somebody to leave something or, or try to convince them. People going to do what the, what the fuck they want. And you don't really know what goes on behind closed doors and what he may be feeding her, what she may be feeding him. Like I said, the best bet is to mind your damn business, focus on you. And when your friend is ready to to move on, she'll do that on her own time. And she'll be running back to y'all asses. Oh, my God. You know, that's what women do. Not all women, but generally speaking. I feel like I have to constantly keep saying that shit. Generally speaking. Because, yo, too many people take general statements super personal. Like, bro, your name is not on what the fuck I said on a general statement. So, generally speaking... Most women don't really leave a situation until when they're fucking ready to do so. It don't matter who's telling you this is toxic and wrong. It could be your family, your friends, your mama, your daddy. Sometimes it takes that person to go through high hell and water to realize, okay, this is not for me. It's not healthy for me, my child, or my situation. So let your friend learn. That's what people need to do. They need to let people learn and fuck up, especially if y'all friends. You know what I'm saying? Let your friend learn her lesson. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of this podcast. We're going to be finishing off season one of my podcast and we're going to be entering season two very soon. I'm not sure what happened to episode 16. I'm really sorry. I'm trying to fix and, you know, adjust everything. But if I can't get episode 16 back up, girl, we just on to the next. Okay. so anyways, I love you guys. Thank you guys so much, as always, for showing me love, support, telling your family and friends about my podcast. I definitely do appreciate it. And we'll speak on the next episode episode.